0: Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media editor over at lockedonpelicans.com, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Tuesday, day after the Pelicans tipped off their preseason schedule with a resounding 133-109 incredibly fun victory over the Atlanta Hawks. It's one preseason game. You probably don't want to read too much into it, but that was so much fun. We're going to do just that first segment. We're going to talk about the game overall, what we saw from this team, get into some of the individual performances, and we'll keep that going into segment two and talk about some of the standout performances, what we saw from some of these guys, where you should really get excited, what might be sustainable, all of that and more on this preseason game. We'll finally wrap up talking about the interesting Daryl Morey NBA China situation. Touch on that for something I want you just to be aware of with it because there's an odd angle to this that really impacts the Pelicans and the rest of the NBA as a whole. So a lot to cover in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So that was really fun, wasn't it? Again, the Pelicans scoring a 133-109 victory over the Atlanta Hawks. First preseason game, first real action for Zion Williamson. The rest of the rookies, Drew Holiday, and frankly, just the rest of the team overall. And you kind of got a good sense of what this team could be like. They're going to get out, they're going to play fast, and they are just going to be fun to watch. I said it on Twitter, even if this team had lost that game... It was really fun, you had some very exciting moments in this, but We're not just here to talk about that. We kind of want to look at how they played. And more or less, they played their style of basketball. The pace in this game, now Atlanta plays fast too, was a whopping 116.5. So they had an odd number of possessions in this one. So it's an approximation of what the Pelicans had and what the team did. But overall, they were getting out. They were running. They were trying to find early offense in the shot clock or just straight up playing in transition. They had an offensive rating of 114.7 a defensive rating of 93.2. Those are the basic numbers. That is exactly what they want. That'd be a top 10 defense easily, uh, along with probably leading the league in pace if those numbers keep up. Again, it's aided by the fact that Atlanta also likes to play fast. I don't think games are going to be played that quickly with that many possessions and shots. But overall, exactly the type of gentry ball that you want to see. The team also took an insane number of three-pointers in this one despite not necessarily having a ton of great shooters 45 threes they took in this one making 17 of them 37.8% so it's okay not particularly good but again It's early. Guys are kind of working through some things here. And as much fun as it was and as good as the Pelicans looked, there were times when they didn't look great either. There were a lot of missed defensive rotations. They have a lot to do on that end. You saw some maybe underwhelming performances from some of the guys out there. J.J. Redick included in that. But overall, they're playing fast. They were trying to find creative ways to get Zion Williams in the ball, get him downfield. Uh, it's not downfield, down towards the basket and running that direction. This is what you're going to kind of see from the team this season. So let's start with Zion because he's clearly the focal point of everything in preseason when it comes to this team, even though Drew Holiday actually scored the most points for the Pelicans in this one. But Zion played a little bit uh, under 28 minutes. He was 6 of 13 from the field, so she 0 for 2 from deep not great there got to the line seven times hit four of them a little bit shaky from the charity stripe early on grabbed seven rebounds three assists did have four turnovers but picked up three steals and only two personal fouls in route to 16 points. That's pretty good for a rookie debut. Also going against John Collins at times, who's one of the better young bigs in the NBA. You kind of saw what you're going to see from him. He is great when you get the ball in his hands and get him a full head of steam. The Pelicans were finding ways to work him from the three-point line to the basket, whether that's him being the trailing man on a Kenrich-Williams drive to the basket, where Kenrich just has to turn around, pop the ball to Zion, who's already in full stride, gunning towards the rim whether that's just get him the ball on the perimeter and let him attack and take his man off the dribble or working him in the pick and roll with Lonzo Ball, which you saw a lot of, particularly to end the first half that got Zion free and rim running. They did it in a variety of ways, including dribble handoffs, which we're going to probably do almost a whole episode talking about just how the Pelicans plan on using that this year. Basically, any way they could get Zion the ball while he already had momentum, they tried to do. We also need to talk about pistol action at some point as well. And it worked. And that guy, when he has a full head of steam moving downhill towards the rim, no one in the league is going to be able to stop him. And you saw some monster dunks from him early and often in this one. But he also showed a lot of finesse, and this is something we kind of knew about him. Because of him being 6'6 and a little bit shorter, he has that lower center of gravity. He's just in more control of his body. It's not long and lanky where you feel like he's got two aliens inside of him trying to control his left and right arm and they don't get it all on the same page. He's in full control of his body. The way he can twist and contort while in air and almost floating to be able to put the ball up in a way that no one, uh, no defender can contest it is something to keep an eye on this year. He's got that power game but he also has a finesse game to him as well and you saw him used in a variety of ways and just should be excited about this dude out there defensively looked a little bit lost at times you didn't see the effort from him on that side of the ball Always as much as you'd like. It's probably nitpicking for the first preseason game. We also know he's maybe not in the best shape just yet, but should get there eventually. Took him about 24 minutes or so to pick up his first foul. I think that's a real big thing. We've seen it where rookies just foul a ton and a ton and a ton, or Alexia Jinsa fouls a ton and a ton and a ton. He didn't do that, and I think that's big. That's going to keep him on the court even more so than the Pelicans already want to have him out there. That's important that he's not glued to the bench because he picked up two early fouls. He can get into a rhythm. The Pelicans offense can get into a rhythm in the half court. And you saw that early on and how it did wonders. And again, he picked up 16 points. He was plus 18 on the night. That's exactly what you want to see from this guy. Drew Holiday looked great as well in this one. We don't need to say too much about him. A little bit over 18 minutes. He was 7 of 9 from the field. That is almost, you know, if you want to just round up, basically 80% shooting. 3 of 5 from deep, including a couple of step backs. And his 3-pointer just in this game looked more consistent than we saw last season. Got to the line 4 times, hit all of those. 3 assists, 1 rebound, 1 turnover, 1 steal, along with 2 blocks. He finished with uh, 21 points on the night. 21 points on nine shots. That is efficient and almost elite level scoring right there. If he can play anywhere near this level in the regular season, he's going to have a lot of success. He also had a stretch in the third quarter where he was a terror defensively, really putting the clamps down on Trey Young and stifling him up a little bit too. This is just a normal Drew Holiday game with a little bit better offense than we're used to seeing. Clearly working off the ball with long ball in the backcourt is a great thing three assists isn't a great number for Drew Holiday but that's okay when he's scoring 21 points on nine shots and you don't need to worry about that and him just kind of distributing the ball that gets taken care of by the rest of the team again Zion even had a couple of really nice passes that we haven't even mentioned including just a zip pass to Brandon Ingram in the corner for an open and then made three so there's lots of ways for guys to facilitate and to keep the offense flowing Drew Holiday doesn't need to take on that burden in entirely which frees him up to be the efficient score that we saw last night so we'll get to Brandon Ingram Lonzo Ball Nikhil Alexander Walker and the rest of the team in just a moment here but before we do that don't forget subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from that was really fun last night all the games likely this year are going to have that level of excitement to them. you want to know what's going on with this team we're here Monday through Friday breaking down everything you want to know about Zion Williamson and and the rest of this very fun and young Pelicans roster. So wherever you get your podcast from, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans. Never miss an episode. If you get a chance, leave a five-star review. Helps keep this free in five days a week for you. And if you want to do me one more favor, we don't ask much from you guys here on Locked On Pelicans. Tell a friend about the podcast as well. Spread the word. You want as many fans on board with this Pelicans team as possible. Get them clued into the podcast Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcast from So let's talk about some of the other guys who had their debuts for the Pelicans in this preseason tilt against Atlanta, again, a 133-109 win. We can start with Lonzo Ball, who really felt like he impacted the game. Didn't he just watching him? You could see him involved, clearly has some very good chemistry with Zion Williamson right off the bat. Them in the pick and roll together works, and you can see that's going to create a lot of issues for opposing defenses last year. But if I told you he went three for 10 from the field, would you believe me because his impact. Was just really felt by watching the game. I didn't even realize that till looking at the stats after the fact. He was three for 10, including three of eight from deep, which isn't horrible, not amazing, but he clearly has the green light, at least in preseason, to launch from deep. He hit his first two, by the way, and at one point I think was three for six, so 50% there. The second one was a step back three off the dribble, which was impressive, and had no idea he had that kind of shot in his repertoire. His shot, seeing it in a live action game now, still drifts a little bit to the left side on his gather, but you know what? It is a significantly quicker shot than it was a year ago, meaning he's going to be able to get it off at least consistently in the NBA without the defense being able to close out on him on the perimeter. That alone is big and makes him a threat because if he's taking eight threes a game, And even if he only hits three of them per game, defenses are going to have to respect the threat of that. And if they know that they can't just close out on him pretty quickly and either contest it, block it, or force him to uh, put it on the ground and dribble drive... Well, then they're going to have to stick to him on the perimeter a little bit more so, and that just spaces the court better for Zion Williamson and the rest of the Pelicans. So even though he didn't have a great shooting night, you could clearly feel the impact that his three ball had on the court. He finished with five rebounds, seven assists on the night, and wrapped to nine points, had a plus-minus of plus 16. Again, his impact was very clear. Whenever he got a defensive board, and he's pretty good at that because he's got good size and he's a pretty good rebounding point guard, he just got it and went and the Pelicans got in transition he found the right guy usually Zion Williamson and the Pelicans were able to get an easy score he had an unbelievable sequence I forget if it was the second quarter or the third quarter where he blocked a shot or kind of forced a turnover I don't know what they're really calling it on there Um, they gave him a block and not a steal so he blocks the shot corrals the ball and then leads the fast break immediately starts sprinting in transition found Zion Williamson who put it home those are the type of plays he's capable of making and no point guard in recent memory for New Orleans has been able to do that other than Drew Holiday but we just talked about it you don't want him playing point guard primarily because he's so good when he just gets to go be himself So Lonzo Ball clearly had an impact. You should feel very excited about him. If he can hit three of eight from deep, that's credible, and that's going to be a problem for opposing defenses. Another guy coming over from the Lakers who's making his Pelicans debut was Brandon Ingram, who finished as the second leading scorer for your New Orleans Pelicans. 19 points on the night, did it on six of 12, shooting two of four from deep. Got to the line a good bit, five for six right there, alongside six rebounds, one assist. Three turnovers, one steal. He was quiet for the first half and then put up 11 of his 19 points in the third quarter as he completely took over as the go-to score for the team during that stretch. I was out on him in the first half and I just was like, nah, not sure if this is necessarily the greatest fit. A lot of work to take a long contested two. That's not really the type of offense you want to see from the Pelicans this year, but he was doing that. But then got super efficient, attacked the basket, got open for three during that third quarter and made you feel like, yeah, this is a guy that if you put a couple other players around him, maybe with the second unit, can be a very special score. He showed up in the third quarter, was very impressive during that time. Him going 50% from three, two of four, including some corner threes, are exactly what you want to see. He can get to the line, too, if need be, um, and did a good job, at least in the first quarter, of at one point realizing he was going to be able to draw a foul, took a shot that he didn't really want to take, but knew he was going to get to the line so the shot didn't really matter. That kind of veteran presence on a team that could use a lot of free throws just to make things easier is exactly what you want to see. Overall, pretty impressive from him on the night. Another guy making his debut for the Pelicans, and there's a lot of guys making their debuts for the Pelicans because there were only six holdovers from last season on the current roster, and that is Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who didn't play at all in the first half, came in in third and fourth quarters, and then promptly lit it up. He finished with just a bit over 15 minutes, was 5 of 10 from the field, 2 of 5 from deep, finished with two rebounds, one assist, turned the ball over a little more than you'd like with four, but grabbed two steals, finished with 12, points during that stretch basically just kind of lightning in a bottle. He is a guy who is going to make a claim for some minutes. We talked about it yesterday. There's a point, a backup point guard battle between Frank Jackson and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Alexander-Walker thinks those minutes should be his. He doesn't care if he's a rookie. He came in to show that he could score and also try and make some other passes and help his teammates out. He wasn't making those passes to the degree that he did in Summer League to be a little bit expected against You know, actual NBA competition, but he was trying. They turned into turnovers more often than not, unfortunately. He makes some kind of uh, cross court passes that he should not at times. But let's see how it goes the rest of preseason for him. But overall, in just the quick minutes he was in, the three-pointers there he feels comfortable coming off a dribble handoff coming off of a screen also sets pretty decent screens himself and you see him always moving when the ball isn't even in his hands that's important for this offense getting guys in motion continually throwing different looks at the defense he's a guy that can do that and I think he could be in for you know a significant role this year particularly Frank Jackson who was two of six from the field and a little bit over 16 minutes in this finished with nine points on the night Hit a three, got to the line, which I think was a real big thing, and was pretty involved. Looked good, too, in his limited minutes. So, you know, one of these guys is going to kind of be frozen out to start the year. We're going to continue to see that battle go on. So let's bleed into the next segment a little bit here for Niccolo Melli and Jaleel Okafor, both of whom played exceptionally well in this game. Melli in particular, I think, is going to be immediate fan favorite. Before we get to that, today's edition of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Indochino. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Locked On at checkout. So yet another first impression for your New Orleans Pelicans. Niccolo Melli looked really, really good despite only going 4 of 12 from the field. Finished with just shooting 33.3% on the night. 1 of 6 from deep. That is under 20%. Got to the line twice. Hit two of them. Finished with eight rebounds though. Four assists. Just one turnover. Two steals. Only one foul. 11 points on the night. His plus minus, 29. This dude had an impact in the game. He is an NBA player. He's also not you know, like other rookies having played and been a pro for over a decade over in Europe. He just looks and moves right and does exactly what you want from this guy. He's a strong rebounder, evidenced by eight boards, two offensive as well. And when he grabs a defensive board, he's comfortable with the ball in his hands, pushing it up the court, which is exactly what the Pelicans want to do. You saw a little bit of this in the scrimmage where he just kind of moved right. Like, you can watch this guy play and go, yeah, he absolutely belongs... And Melli does. This could be a sneaky good signing for New Orleans, making the rest of the league wish they had this guy, because he just did everything you want. He does feel comfortable in that kind of second point guard role, facilitating the rock, getting it moving around the perimeter. You just never feel like the ball sticks in his hands. The shot's not quite there. One of six from deep isn't great, but that hopefully will come in time. But here's the thing. If he has an off-shooting night, he can make up for it in other ways, which is not always the case for stretch bigs because they're standing so far away they can't grab those boards or they're not good defensively, and you're putting them out there for pure spacing reasons. When they don't do their job, they're basically useless. Niccolo Melli is not the case here. Everyone kind of picked up on this on Twitter right away. You can just see his game translates, fits exactly what New Orleans wants to do. You guys should be really excited about Melli for this season another big that's not making a debut for the team is Jaleel Okafor four of six from the field on the night finished with 11 points got to the free throw line three of four there six rebounds for him three assists too but the big number is the rebounds six of them only one of them on the defensive glass five offensive rebounds I think in the first half for him He was excellent, clearly should be the backup center for this team over Jackson Hayes, who did get some minutes in this one, playing under five and looked very springy and athletic. Again, maybe a check Diallo like role or type of season for him. Others got in on the game too, played somewhat well, nothing worth, you know, being super duper excited about or truly standout moments. And look, we made it into the third segment talking about all of the fun things we saw from this team. And that's basically the best way to sum it up. This team is fun. This team is exciting. And the future based on one preseason game, which isn't what you want to base it off of to be fair, looks really bright. And there's reasons to kind of see that and everything. You know, it just looks like this makes sense for New Orleans. There's a strategy. There's a plan in place. It's coming together, which is more than you can say about this team from, I don't know, any number of the years in the past. You know what? And it's Zion. That's also really really fun. So, we ended up going longer talking about the whole preseason game again, the 133-109 win over the Atlanta Hawks. Pelicans go on the road again to Chicago on Wednesday to continue their preseason tour before um, getting their one home game on Friday against the Utah Jazz. You know, there there's a lot going on with this China NBA story, Daryl Morey and all of that. We don't need to get in that today. Maybe I'll touch on it tomorrow. In fact, I will touch on it tomorrow because... It is complicated, it is tricky to try and break down, and I don't really know necessarily what the NBA is supposed to do, given the stakes in all of this. It probably deserves its own segment. We don't need to talk about it here. Let's just bask in that really fun preseason game. Everyone enjoyed that. I know you guys are excited. I'm excited too. Someone just kind of jumped through the screen uh, watching that game. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Don't forget, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast from. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.